coming to you live on a Monday night. A As Monday. always, I am your host, Zach Hazeldine. And I'm Ben Jones. Ben Jones. Ben you Jones. are listening to the now world-famous All That Jazz podcast, where we cover everything that you know and love about your Utah Jazz. We try to add our expertise. We try to throw in some stuff. But in all reality, we're fans. Mm-hmm. We just watch a lot of basketball. Yes, sir. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing great because, do you know I'm doing great? Tell us why. Because we got some great reviews. Uh, wow. Yeah. We're going to jump right into the administration yes. segment yes. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, bragging about how many people are listening to us. <laughs> and yeah, how uh, many people like us. All four people and uh, <laughs> and some recent reviews. Yeah, well. We will now hear a reading of the reviews. Yeah, um, I won't read it all because a lot of it is tips for us because, boy, do we need tips. <laughs> Uh, here's what Eagle I four said on Reddit. He said, uh, first off, I really enjoyed listening to the, I enjoyed listening. I have a long commute and jazz pods are far and few between. I also really enjoyed the knocks on lock. They were all true in parentheses. And I could tell you guys were having a blast doing the show. The enthusiasm comes off really well and made the show really enjoyable for me. Eagle Eye. What was it? Eagle Eye four. Eagle Eye four. Thank Eagle you. Eye four. Wherever you are, yes. traveling far and abroad, on the long journeys home, on a long cold night, mm-hmm. we're with you. Yes. And the Utah Jazz are with you. And may they always be with you in wins and in losses. Mm-hmm. We wish you our very best, and thank you for listening to the show. Yes. Shout out, Eagle Eye. Uh, Jazzman OS, this is what he said. Uh, great stuff, guys. Keep up the good work. Hard to find a good jazz pod out there. We he did. Agree. I think we did get a few suggestions to fix the audio. We yeah, hope we, you can tell we quality. Apologize. We're new to this. We're actually yes. using relatively free software at yes. this moment. Um, yes. So we're, we're coming along, but keep yeah. the suggestions coming. Mm-hmm. We're certainly going to try to take feedback as it happens. Yeah. And uh, make the show a little bit better for you all. Um, we are going to bring back a segment called "What Did David Locke Mean?" Uh, yeah. We're working on it. It's yeah. in the, it's in the works. It's in the works. It requires us to listen to David Locke ourselves, which we do from time to time. But uh, sometimes you can't squeeze speak, it in. Speak for yourself. Speak. It, I, I listen. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to this week. Yeah. Um, but we'll, but we'll we'll get back to it. We'll break mm-hmm. down some numbers. Um, yeah. I have one. F- all the other follow up um, oh, call out right. call out that we may have missed. Um, Mr. Michael Loman uh, from oh. SLC Dunk. <laughs> this. Uh, we thank you for listening to the show as well. Um, there was a great article written last week, referenced the Wizard of Oz. Um, for Wait, those why? of you that read it. Wait, why? Why would he listen to the show if there was an article about Wizard of Oz? We'll let you draw your own conclusions, folks. Zach, um, you deserve credit because this was your analogy, and we don't know if he stole it, but if he did, thank you for the listen, and thank you for the write. Um, the administration segment is now over and is it's out over. of the way, yeah. and we can cut to the real reason why you jazz fans are listening to the show, yes. and that's to talk about the Utah Jazz. Yes, as they say in the famed movie Major Leagues. Major, I've never. You seen win Major one. League. It's you're too young. You win one. <laughs> it's a good win. You win two. That makes it two in a row. Three, it becomes a win streak. Ooh. We are on the brinks, ladies and gentlemen of our third win tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. But before we review the game, let's talk about what we did right in these last two games, what we still think we could use a little help on. Ben, what do you think? It's ball movement for me. I mean, 
uh, we're only going to play better when we play like a team and we move the ball. I think that's pretty simple. I, I would agree with yeah. you in that. I mean, we, we look back on the last week, and we'll get to your plus. Mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring yeah. you. We get back to the last week. We had wins over some pretty crappy teams. We yes. had a win over Golden State. Yes. That was the win on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had a win at home against, um, was it Memphis? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. It was Actually, on the road. It was on the road against. Was no, no. We didn't have. It was Minnesota on Wednesday, Golden State on Friday, and we haven't played in three days. That's right. Yep. That's right. We haven't played in three games, but we've mm-hmm. won two in a row. Um, I was I was blown away by. The, I mean, you kind of stole my thunder with it, but we recorded last week's show and we talked about ball movement and defense and. The next night, not saying that we did anything, we, we it's because we put on our Quinn Snyder's caps, yeah, yeah. and we thought like Coach did. Um, the ball movement was out of this world. Yeah. And the thing that I really loved about it, the thing that I Co- noticed. Compared to the other games where it's been non-existent. Non-existent. And this, yeah. this is what I saw as the key differences between our losses and our wins. Guys like Donovan and Bojan, they drive to the paint, they beat their guys, and where they're usually taking a mid-range runner, a mm-hmm. pull-up, a, yeah. a, a running you know, floater, a, a runner. I don't know mm-hmm. what else you call it. A Instead floater. of taking those shots, we're stopping at the free throw line or area, and we're kicking the ball out to the corner or yep. the wing. Yep. And then it's kind of bing, bang, boom, open shot. Yeah. I absolutely love seeing guys like Bojan mm-hmm. passing up a shot that he's taken – pretty much all the time yeah. during the regular season. And passing instead of taking a shot that he'll hit with 75% accuracy, he kicks it to the corner to the guy mm-hmm. who's going to shoot a three with 92% accuracy mm-hmm. or a 92% chance of making it. I'm thinking like yeah. NBA 2K, like yeah. 92% chance of making it. Yeah. Those are the kind of shots that the offense is generating. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, when guys are playing better the way Donovan and Boyan in particular and, and Joe – have been just playing better these past couple of games. We're going to win, you know. Guys just playing better equals winning, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, crap, what was I? I lost – I just lost my train of thought. It's I because I interrupted something. you. You had a plus and we still haven't got back to it. That was the plus that guys playing better is just going to affect winning. Um, we're doing this without Mike too. Well, we're playing – we're playing – Donovan is being more efficient. Yes. Bojan has been more efficient. And that I think that makes – the world of difference. Yeah. I mean, you see articles out there that say Donovan's turned the corner, and look out, NBA. Yeah, and he, and, and he has. He has, but, and, but like, it's not perfect. So. Once again, nine of fifteen is so much better than eleven of twenty-seven. Oh, yes. It's so much better. Yeah, and I think he's even he's going to improve from here. I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. we start seeing a couple twelve or thirteen shot makes a game from him off of like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen mm-hmm. shots, and that's that's exactly where you want Donovan Mitchell to be. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was just thinking, too, like, is Mike going to add to this? Is he going to fit in seamlessly when he comes back, or is it kind of going to be a struggle? You know, I I don't know. What do, I have a couple thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, for those of you that heard yesterday, it was Sunday, um, the Jazz finally had a couple days of practice. Yeah to get yeah. underneath their belt, which I think is actually going to do worlds of work. I think of this, this four-day stretch without playing a game until the mm-hmm. fourth day is heaven-sent for this team. But yes. Conley 
had an interesting interview. I don't know if you caught any of that. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you say? He he said, you know, sitting on the bench has given me essentially Quinn's perspective on things. I see how mm-hmm. he coaches. I see how and I'm interpreting a lot of what he meant by what he said. So forgive me for the loose interpretation. But I think that's it allowed him to see the floor as Quinn did. He also said things like, I noticed our body language. I noticed what at what points during a game our body language starts to slump. Mm-hmm. I think what he meant by that is when we check in the second unit, everybody gets really sad. <laughs> <laughs> and he can maybe help with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think he kind of saw a little bit how to be a leader and it, it, like kind of from like an administration yeah. perspective of the game, how can I be a floor general? Mm-hmm. How can I make this team go? Yeah. Um, and I think he, I think he finally kind of saw that from a bird's eye view. Yeah. Or even better, a Quinn's eye view. Ooh, and I like that. I would, I would say, I, I'm going to predict that we're going to see a Mike Conley come out in the same kind of Donovan Mitchell efficiency kind of a way yeah. that I was just talking about. We're going to see an efficient. Mike Conley. All right. I like um, it. I was talking with a buddy at work. We are talking about how great it was if Conley was like a 15 points, 8 assists, 5 boards kind of a guy. That's kind of who he is. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. we would expect. Maybe a few more points than 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he came in and kind of started putting those up every night, yeah, I think the Jazz start hitting a ceiling that – yeah. What we expected. I mean, I, I think oh, yeah. we are going to be tough if he's putting eight assists in a night mm-hmm. and still being a threat from the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somehow our bench keeps screwing us over every game. Like, we always blow leads. Like, I think we only beat Golden State. Or, no, it was Minnesota. But Golden State ended up being, like, a little bit closer to than it, you know, in the end final score than it actually was. Like, the bench is just terrible. But th- my question to you is, like, is that going to matter? You know, I don't, I don't really know yet. Yeah. I think, and the, the reason why I don't know is because we became so accustomed to having a bench presence the last couple seasons where mm-hmm. the strength of the team was the team, but it was really the bench. Yeah. Um, and we could just beat up on second units. I, 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 I don't know. Um, the bench is definitely, I'd say, the area where we're weakest right now. <sighs> Yeah, because it means that guys like Donovan and Bojan are playing extended mm-hmm. minutes, and Rudy are playing extended minutes, yeah. and and that I I don't know. I wish I would feel more comfortable if we had somebody. Yeah, can I tell you a weird thought I had? Yeah, this has been the past like couple games where I've had like these really strange thoughts, and I don't want you to gasp. Oh boy, strange but thoughts. They're really strange, and it's because I'm desperate. <laughs> we played the Warriors, and this verbally came out of my mouth. Don't do it. <laughs> don't say it. Would Alec Burks help this team? Oh, oh, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. He would. You think so? Do you yeah. think if we brought AB back that he uh. would be? Uh, here's my worry with it, and I don't want to start getting too deep into the trade talks. For <laughs> you've been paying attention in the media. Yeah. Trade deadline is officially open, and everyone in the Jazz world is ready to light it on fire with who we can trade Dante Exum to. <laughs> we I think one of and our what first number shows, of picks we can trade it to. Yeah. One of our <laughs> trade him with, I mean. One of our first shows it was like we were trying to figure out who we should trade for. But every like trade 
had Dante X a minute. Like every single and every one. single one of them yeah. should. He's not doing much to help us win. Yeah. But the you kind of highlight a bigger point. We've been talking about the bench stinking. Yeah. For damn near six weeks now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, I I. We started to fix the offense. We've seen ups. We've seen downs. We started to fix the defense. We've seen ups. We've seen downs. The bench has been consistently inconsistent. Terrible. Consistently inconsistent yeah. is another way of saying. I was going to say, if you saw the title of last week's show, consistently as stinky as LeBron James' feet. Yes. Um, the pretty much the entire season. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple highlights where Jeff Green goes off for 19. Yeah. We have a couple games where Moutier puts up 12 or 15 points. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's been pretty horrific. Yeah. Well, I was. <laughs> We've, I've texted about this. We have, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, but I've been noticing a thing called the Jeff Green cycle. Are you going to introduce it tonight? I'm going in, to introduce Tell us. that. Tell us, Ben. Here's what I've been noticing. The Jeff Green cycle spans of five games. There's one and a half games where he's bad, like awfully bad, <laughs> like zombie bad. Like, like he somehow manages to miss not only the rim but the backboard yes. on a straight shot <laughs> yes. three. Yes. <laughs> And then there's two and a half to three games where he might hit hit a couple shots, be average, you know, not do something okay for us, you know, help contributing to winning a little bit. But then he'll have one game where he just is on fire, where he's awesome, and he has five like to seven points. for three, yeah. like in yeah. a dunk, and yeah. like that blows your mind. Yeah. And <laughs> another dunk that he misses and redeems himself on yeah. with an alley oop later in the and, game, and yeah. like a blocked shot or something. Something that uh, all I'm saying is the Jeff Green cycle. He's absolutely worth the minimum contract. I really like him. I think he's a good locker room guy. I've been reading some of Tony Jones's articles when we were struggling. Shout out the Athletic. They're not paying us for this promotion. But I was reading some of Tony Jones's articles, and Jeff Green was very positive when we were down in the dumps. And I'm, I'm pretty happy to have him. Like, I, I like the guy. Well, so hold on. Let me put together this Jeff Green cycle yes. you, one yes. more time. And you've explained it to me, but I want to make sure mm-hmm. I'm gathering this. And I also would like you to tell us where you think he is in the current cycle. Well, where he is? Oof. Okay, so he's got one, one and a half games where he's terrible. Yes. He's yes. got one game where he's outstanding. <laughs> and then that leaves us with three and a, or one and a half games left. Yeah. So where does that put us? Well, let's or, check. I guess that's two and a half games. I wasn't paying attention super closely to the Warriors game. I'll be honest. I, I wasn't locked in or <laughs> locked on, as some would say. I I think he was pretty a- – he's been average the past couple games. I haven't seen him be horrific yet. Okay, so. so have we – does that mean tomorrow night we're due for the one and a half bad? <sighs> What's your Nick. gut tell you? My gut. It's against the, the magic, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, my gut says he's going to have a, an average game tomorrow. Okay, so we're in the average portion. Yes. So, so if we split this up, we have one and a half of bad. Mm-hmm. Essentially what you're telling me is like probably two. Then I guess it would be another one and a half to get us up to three. Yeah. And the, Well, so probably we'll say two, so it'll get us up to three and a half. Yeah. And then you have another one and a half of good. Yeah, and right now we're in the one and a half, two, two-ish yeah. cycle. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night's average for Jeff Green. Yeah. Um, if Ben was right, which I doubt, but I'm, I'm guessing we need to do something to celebrate because that's an algorithm 
without the math behind it. They, if you figured that out in a five-game stretch, Jeff Green's going to be good. The algorithm—it's going to be insane. Like it's going to yeah. be like you know Notre Notre Dame kind yeah. of stuff. That's insane. This is what you get on the All That Jazz podcast. You get the algorithm without the math. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, moving on. We forgot to mention. There's some news that's happened. News about a former jazz fan who was banned from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about it. Why don't you tell us? Yeah. Is this the guy that was – there was two guys that were banned. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that works in security um, down at the uh, – he runs the security booth to be to be exact. Um, there were two guys that kicked out. One was Russell Westbrook's guy. The other one was a guy that we – didn't really retroactively hear kicked out. Yeah, we kicked him mm-hmm. out for his past. Okay, which guy? Yeah. So the Russell Westbrook guy, Shane. His name is Shane Keisel. He, he received a lifetime ban from Vivint Smart Home. Correct. Just now, Andy Larson reported that uh, he's suing the Jazz and Westbrook for sixty-eight million dollars. Sixty-eight million dollars. Yes. On what? What is it? On what? For what? Because I, we kicked him out. Is it like name? We 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 tarnished his name, and no one will leave him alone. It must have been like he thought what he did wasn't kick out a bull, or if that's a word. But I think it's on how the he, whether the Jazz investigated it, whether it was worth you know a lifetime ban kind of thing. Well, okay, so let's break this down for a second, and then we you, will get back to the Jazz yeah. game. Yeah. I just so happen to know from my buddy that works down in security. He monitors the the screens. Mm-hmm. He sits in a room that's got thousands of screens. Yeah. Um, I happen to I've spoke to him about this. There are 398 cameras in Vivint Smart Home Arena. Yeah. They are looking to increase that number to about 450. Mm-hmm. So they want more. As of right now, there are, I think he said, three obstructed views. And what he meant by obstructed was that he could only see 70% of the seat Mm -hmm. and therefore the person's face. But a combination of cameras can get them 70% of someone's face, which is more than identifiable, I would say, in a court of law. Um, We just so happen to know that our our buddy, um, I'm going to name him Shame on Shane. Shame on Shane. Um, our buddy Shame on Shane, there's a new nickname for the show, yeah. was sitting in the lower bowl, um, well within the camera views of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz, if he's going to take it to court, I can tell you right now, Shame on Shane, you're going to lose. <laughs> this is what I have to say about this. Mm-hmm. And we'll get this over with because no one likes hearing this, including right. me. How dare you? How dare you? Bring shame or tarnish the Utah Jazz name. How dare you bring that filthy, dirty mouth into my arena where my team plays and say something that your mother would want to wash your mouth out of soap for saying. How dare you? And then to have the nerve, once we have finally as a community moved past this and moved on, how dare you bring it back up by asking for money do you think money is going to make you a good person? You can't be nice to people. This is first grade elementary stuff 
that you have not gotten over yet. So shame on Shane. You crawl back into your hole. You go back to wherever you came from, and you leave us alone. You never were a Jazz fan. You're not currently, and you never will be. And you know what, Ben? What? I am so irritated by this guy for bringing this up in the middle of the season, in the middle of a potential three-game win streak. He is banned from the show. Whoa! We have oh. never banned anybody. We've oh, kind man. of made a pact that on this show we would not be trolls. Yes. We would not try to kick up the dust. We would not try to harass people. And I know mm-hmm. we kind of rib David Locke a little bit, but we disagree. And that's that's okay. You can disagree with people and live in a society and exist as, as human beings. What you can't be is a racist jerk. And I don't care if you think you were racist. I don't care if you had questions about what was being said. In the end, you were treating someone like a way less than what you would treat anyone else. I like and it. And that's wrong. And so, shame on shame, you're on the wall of shame here on the All That Jazz podcast. You're not welcome to the show. Ever. Ever. You're banned. Period. <laughs> end of sentence. End oh, of story. You know, that feels good. <sighs> we got that off our chest. Yeah. I don't know how that got brought up mid-segment, but I apologize for the rant. No, um, we, we, he needed to be banned. Shame on Shane. We're, you're we, done, man. We follow in the Miller's footsteps. We we banned the Yeah, losers. and you're going to drag Gail into this? Ugh. She's the nicest lady that ever lived. Shame on Is Shane. Is there a nicer billionaire than Gail Miller? I, you wouldn't even I, know no. she's a billionaire. You wouldn't even know. No, I wouldn't mean, even she, know. She's That's, a saint. Exactly. She's given us the Utah Jazz, and she has kept them here yeah. for millennia. Mm-hmm. And instead, we've got some bozo out there that wants $68 million. Come on, dude. Grow up. Go get a real Good. job and change your name and move to Nevada where they don't have a team. <laughs> Just go away. Go yeah. to Reno. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would fit it in Reno. Anyways. Back to the Jazz. Back to the Jazz. We apologize for that. Uh, or not. If you enjoyed it, you know. Tell, let us know. We yeah. changed the mics. We changed the show. We changed yeah. whatever you let us know. We're, yeah. we're, we're a show of the people. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Moving to the Warriors game, though, yeah. um, there was an observation I made. The, the The Minnesota game, I got a little bit I, – I was so happy with the ball movement. I had a thought, and I was like, I'm not going to pull it back. There's too much good going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull it back. What was it? The Warriors game, it came back out again. Yeah. And although I love the ball movement, mm-hmm. although things are – we're moving in the right direction. We got some momentum. Defensively, this team is still flawed. Yeah, no. it is still flawed, and I cannot pinpoint what exactly it is. We we heard a lot about talk. It was things were good for business last week because I feel like we said a lot of things, and then the next two or three days, everybody wrote about things that we had said. That not that they were copycatting us. They were. We'll we'll just say they were. No, it, they weren't. This was like the Athletic. It was NBC. It was uh, all the major news outlets. They were like. Um, wow, the Jazz are doing all this great stuff. They started moving the ball. They started playing a little bit better defense. Um, it's good for business when that happens. Mm-hmm. It, it validates us a little bit, right? Yeah. And it validates all you fans who probably had the same thought uh, yes. beforehand. Anyways, um, the Warriors game, I think, highlighted an inferior opponent still being able to put the ball in the basket against us. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we lost a little bit of, a little bit of athleticism I think Rudy is still fine. Oh, yeah. Have you really given the defensive side of the ball some thought as to what's going on? You know, I've actually looked at it, and we talked a little about it. It's kind of focus-related, I think. Like, 
you see just kind of easy baskets happening and second chance points. Like I've noticed Boyan a lot. It has been like he just has this lapse of focus and his guy will beat him to a spot on a cut or whatever on a screen. We'll get lost on screens and stuff like that. That's kind of what I've noticed. Nothing. Same with Niang. Well, very correct. Oh, especially Niang. Um, <laughs> very correctable things. But I think for the Utah Jazz to rattle off a couple more in a row, like maybe we win the next, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know who else we play. I know we got the Blazers next week. But yeah. I think we got relatively easy games. We go on the road. Easy. Blazers might not even be good either. So. Well, Dame still scares me. So does McCollum. But just, um, we just go on the road Carmelo to Atlanta. Anthony scare you? We have Joe Ingles. <laughs> Carmelo Kryptonite. Um, Carmelo Kryptonite is the basket because he can't make it. <laughs> he had 22 once last week. He was player of the week. <laughs> uh, or two weeks ago. Um, anyways, I, I really feel like for the Jazz to unlock their full – you know, next level, we've got to focus on moving the ball. Yeah. We've got to focus. So, check. We've got to focus on defense, though. Oh, yeah. And I think it starts on the perimeter. I think yeah. we need to get out and get into people a little bit more. Yeah. And, and just kind of to your point, I think it needs to be a focal point. And yeah. we're not going to do Quinn's cap tonight. But if we were, I would think that the last four days, have, there's been a lot of time spent defensively. Oh, absolutely. I think I, there's I, a lot I, of time sure. working on communication, working on – you know where? You know who's talking to who? I mean, uh, I read something the other day uh, that talked about the difference for Mike Conley defensively is listening to someone yell at him in Spanish versus someone yelling at him in French, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of got a kick out of. Yeah, but if you think about it, like we still have some things we need to work through. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the case with new teams. You know, we were talking offensively, ball movement. What's the defensive version of ball movement? I don't know what, but we need to figure like that part out. Maybe the team side of the defense. I think it's something to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, tomorrow night, I would expect ball movement to be a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the Orlando Magic strike me as defensive juggernauts. They they got, they got some, some guys, guys though. Yeah, they, they got, got some length guys. though. They got some athletic length. Mm-hmm. And I would also not really think that they're going to be someone that shows up and busts us. Let's on offense hope, and our defense not. is able to, you know, hold them. Yeah, let's hope. Um, early prediction for tomorrow night. I suspect that we win the game. I'm gonna check the line while you go. Go ahead and check the line, and then yeah. let's move into our next segment. Um, yeah. We are working on structuring segments a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, yeah. as feedback has been given to us to do so. Um, moving on to the next thing, though. Jazz favored by five and a half. I think. I think we end up winning by more than that. Yeah, I think we went, end up winning by like 15. I think we're going to blow them out. 15 points. Okay. Um, I I would agree with that. I think we end up winning, if I'm going to predict, I'm going to say by 12. I think mm-hmm. it will come down to the stupid free throws. It, not that not will come down to <laughs> yeah. it, but like they'll go down, hit a three. We're going to be playing prevent. They yeah. foul us. We go hit free throws, that kind of crap. And we end up winning by 12. Yeah, I don't know what the stats are, but like I feel like – the Jazz with, like, two-plus days of rest, we got to at least win the game every time we do I don't think there's it. not an yeah. excuse. I mean, we're playing here in Utah on four days rest, yeah. four days to prepare, four days to get better. They're coming to altitude. Mm-hmm. The, the regular story that we've always heard, um, this is a get-right game from last year when we lost in Mexico City to the Magic. Yeah. Senior Rubio really did us a solid in that one. Um, let's talk about this Orlando Magic team. Mm-hmm. Outside of Markel Fultz, 
and maybe Alfred Kaminu. Oh boy. I don't know if I can name anyone else on that team. Really? <laughs> Those two randos? Who else do who else do they got? Okay. Let's break down who the Magic got and get to know our opponent. Who is on the Magic team? All right. There's DJ Augustine. You know DJ Augustine? You've heard of him? Kind DJ of. Augustine, I do I do know him. Evan Fournier. I know him as well. He's, he's a Frenchman. He is a Frenchman and he is actually kind of a good player. Yeah, he he okay. would be a jazz player. He plays. Kind I know. Of like the way well, he's likes. he's a foreigner, so <laughs> another Frenchman, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. They got Aaron Gordon and uh, of John course they have Aaron Gordon. Yeah. So I misspoke earlier. I actually know their entire starting lineup. Yeah, and Jonathan Isaac and Vucevic. Uh, Vucevic. Yeah. Um, who was who was on their All Star team last year from them? Vucevic. 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 Yeah, it's a fun one to say. Yeah. Um. What do they do well? What do you see this team and you're like, okay, these guys, the Orlando Magic, they've won a few games. They've also lost a few games. So I think on the right night, they can be, like, devastating offensively. Like, if if DJ Augustine has a game, if Fournier has a game, if Aaron Gordon has a great offensive game, same with Vucevic. Like, they could be a, a, a tough team to play. Um the the thing that comes back to, that always comes back to me is like I'm not sure they're good and I'm not sure that they have like a roster that really fits together well like I'm not sure um how their starting lineup besides Augustine I only no Augustine wasn't starting when I watched him he was he uh Fultz started that game but uh he his, did he played 30 yeah. minutes uh but did you watch the Pelicans game I watched uh, the te- t- in preparation for this, I watched the ten minute thing on YouTube of like all the scores or whatever. Uh, they the they scored. they waxed New Orleans. They put yeah. up one hundred and thirty. They did give up one nineteen. So I don't actually know if that's a waxing. Well, it was interesting because they were up one hundred and twenty to a hundred, and then you know it, they went on a jazz esque meltdown and ended up winning by ten or eleven. That kind of thing. So they've got their starting lineup was Aaron Gordon. Jay Isaac, the power forward. Yeah, good player. Um, Butrovic. Yep. Markel Fultz and uh, the Frenchman. Fournier. Fournier. Yeah. Um, Fournier actually played the least amount in there and scored 16 points, but he's their leading scorer at mm-hmm. 20 a night. Uh, Markel he's Fultz, a, surprisingly, put he's averaging 20 a night wow. on 48% shooting. So he's kind of putting wow. up borderline that could get you in the All-Star game in the East, mm-hmm. especially if Hayward gets Haywood gets hurt um, for a fifth time this season. Um, yeah. Maybe he accidentally breaks his pinky or sprains an ankle. <laughs> Can't play ag- yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not going to be that great. Aaron Gordon only had nine. Um, so I, I kind of don't really know what to expect from these guys, but I see yeah, what you're I, saying I, when you say they, they're kind of an oddball fit. Yeah. Uh, Mo Bamba, my, uh, Michael stinks. Carter-Williams, he, he, he had 13 stinks. points. Stinks that I just and ten points for Michael Carter Williams. So that was last night yeah. or two nights ago against the uh, the the Pels. The Pels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, the, I think the, we match up well against them. Oh yeah. I mean, um, Aaron Gordon is actually the person I fear the most. Fournier, you oh, have really? to lock down, but I think Aaron Gordon's a tough matchup for us. Do you, want to, do you know the guy I fear the most? I'm not even. I'm not even sure if he's playing. Maybe it was. Did Augustine play in that game? He did. I think he did. Right. He did. He uh he had 17. Yeah. Two or three from the three line. The reason I fear Augustine is for whatever reason, he seems like the type of player that would play against the Jazz 
and drop like 35. For whatever reason, I feel like he's that guy. He's just going to have like a career night against us. He seems like a jazz killer. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So yeah. you're predicting that. I think I'm guessing Aaron that. Gordon athletically is a very tough matchup. Yeah. For anybody, but especially Bojan. I think Bojan's mm-hmm. going to have his hand full, hands full. Yeah, and, and Gordon can lock up. He, he, he definitely – yeah, I mean, if he, he can run with anybody, he can uh. jump with anybody. And I think if he's going to shoot threes, we let him do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he lets Bogey shoot a couple. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I think tomorrow night – we we may even get Conley back. If we do, I think that increases our chances. Yeah. But also, I, I project mm-hmm. a big night against um, for Donovan, and yeah. I, I actually project a big night for Rudy. All right, yeah. I think Rudy's going to feast. Because Vucevic stinks defensively. Yeah, I think we're going to pick and roll yeah. the hell out of these guys. Yeah. I was uh, what was I just about to say? Crap. I lo- oh no, here's what it was. Um, our benches are kind of equal, you know. Their bench actually balled out against really? the Pels. They who, all were who, above who 10 it? points. Oh, like it was St. Augustine, Michael Carter-Williams, Mo yeah. Bamba, and uh, some other guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> listen, I am not afraid of Michael Carter-Williams at all. He seems yeah. he seems like a douchebag. Like, every time I watch the Magic, which isn't very much. He's just much, kind of a guy that's never panned out. He, yeah. It's remarkable he won Rookie of the Year. But I feel like every time I watch the Magic, it seems like Michael Carter-Williams gets in a fight with someone. Like he always gets chippy with someone, if you can picture it. He's a little bit whiny. He might be a douche. I don't know. Um, my my prediction is, though, that he gets chippy with someone. That's what I think happens. Okay. Maybe yeah. Joe gets in his head. Um, <laughs> I fully I fully suspect yeah. that the Jazz will win. I'm pretty I inter- predict a win. Yeah. I'm pretty interested to see if our bench decides to play good. Because it seems like they haven't really been doing that. Yeah, I, I think this would be a good opportunity for him. I, I, you look at, like, the bench matchup. Augustine did come off the bench with Fultz starting. Mm-hmm. But I really like Fultz versus Moutier. I think that could potentially uh, be okay. I actually think Augustine versus Moutier. We'll whoever's going to start tomorrow. We'll you see know, what, I think either way, like, I'm okay with either one of those two. We'll see what Moutier we get. Because if it's, like, the... the brainless Moutier, the scarecrow Moutier, where he just isn't thinking... He does, or who's the one that wants a brain? I I don't know. I was forced to watch Wizard of Oz when I was a child. You were, that was like my favorite show when I was like five. It scared the hell out of me, man. <laughs> Flying monkeys, I mean. And witches. Red hills that click and we're not in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Either way, the person who didn't have a brain, we need yeah. we need Moutier to show up pro-brain. Yes. Okay. We need we need the conscious Pro Moutier. thinking. Yes. We need yes. total conscious Where Moutier. he's not getting pit pocketed or, or whatever my 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 thing he's another ball movement guy too that like the last yeah. couple games like instead of dribbling it in and taking a contested shot by three dudes mm-hmm. kick the ball out to the corner we, we've seen that play mm-hmm. that's the kind of engaged brain moutier that we're looking for yeah okay yeah uh, it's interesting when you look at our bench struggles though it's like our bench guys are moutier Jeff Green, Ed Davis. Are we going to mention, is Joe Ingles a, technically a bench guy? Or is, uh, I think if I'm uh, holding Joe Ingles up, our bobblehead of him. Yeah. Um, I, I think. What do we consider? That's kind him? of an interesting thought. If Conley comes back, do you start Royce or do you start Joe? Because I've been thinking about that a lot. Cause I was Joe's pro- been great in the starting yeah, lineup. Yeah. It sparked him. Uh-huh. I think it's given him a little bit of hope. But, but I was pro um, Royce starting because. 
what we want from that spot is like, hey, just defend and just shoot. And Royce can do both of those really like and I and I feel like Joe's playmaking ability would help in the second unit, but it well, it hasn't really done anything. So I, I'm Well interested. I actually you know, and we'll let's wrap up this segment with this thought uh-huh. about tomorrow night. And this is just something to think about, especially pending a Mike mm-hmm. Conley return to action. I was listening to everyone's favorite um, Utah Jazz radio network, 97.5-1280 The Zone, uh, DJ and PK in the morning. I know that's controversial, but I try to listen to a lot of stuff because it makes me happy. Um, <laughs> they had uh, one David Locke on. I was tuning in, and they were kind of going back and forth, and Locke had an observation that I thought was interesting. He said, although we view Joe Ingles as a veteran, and typically when guys become veterans, they tip, they hit a point in their career where they go from starter to bench. Mm-hmm. Joe Ingles is still relatively young in his NBA career. Yeah. He's in his fourth year. He's been in – no, he's in like his sixth. Fifth or sixth. Sixth. But he's been in the league as long as Dante Exum, which is interesting to think about. Well, it, it's why, but he's 32. And yeah. so what, what Locke was saying was it's been a minute since Joe had to come off the bench. It's been an even further minute since we asked him to come off – the bench and lead the second unit like i mm-hmm. i'm kind of wondering if it's not in his routine yet to do that and i yeah. i i my tendency would be to agree with you ben in that i would rather joe show up on the floor play rudy a little bit extended minutes and let joe kind of bridge the gap of rudy to ed davis till we can get Boyan or donovan off the floor and then whoever comes off first have Joe be that bridge guy mm-hmm. to get the starters back in the lineup. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I I want him to carry that. I just I hope it can become part of who he is and part mm-hmm. of his routine because that would be like unlimited Joe Ingles for us. It would yeah. it would be so great mm-hmm. if and help the second unit immensely. Well, it is interesting like hey, he's he's not used to coming off the bench, but also he was he's been missing open threes. Like I, I as much as like I do think he isn't comfortable being a bench player, like he's missing shots he usually makes. And I I, th- I don't know been. if that's necessarily like the second unit the second necessarily being a part of the second unit thing. Instead you know? of playing with starters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe it's just him playing in the pick and roll. I think if a, anything a what we've seen Joe change is his attitude. Oh yeah. I think yeah. the last couple of games we've seen piss and vinegar in his blood, Joe Ingles. Um, which is the Joe Ingles I personally have come to know and, and love. Oh, yes. yes I, and that's who I think we need to see is we need to see, hey, Carmelo, you're going to get a tech in five seconds because mm-hmm. I'm going to piss you off so bad. That's the Joe Ingles we need. I, yeah. I The ball goes we, – we, it'll go in. He's a good shooter. Yeah. It'll go in at some point even if he's in a slump. I want to see Joe with an attitude. Yeah. And I, I think like that's – if he can do that, he will bridge the second unit. And that that will be tremendous for us. Yeah, I, I, I've always been interested how we just find these guys on the fringes. It was first Joe, now it's Royce. We find these like fringe NBA players, and they turn into these really reliable players we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a testament to Quinn, just development and really getting guys who want to improve and be that guy. And and I, it's awesome that Royce and Joe are doing it. But I'm wondering if like. Is Joe just getting old? Like, is he? Is he's definitely not the same he was. He, he clearly is, but I think he can still be. Yeah. Let's turn playoff P to push off P. Joe <laughs> Ingles. 
and yeah. he did that. I mean, <laughs> that was a hundred percent Joe Ingles, and that's the Joe Ingles that you know. And I don't think he was an offensive juggernaut mm-hmm. in these games where he gets under a guy's skin, but he needs to knock down you know three of six threes, yeah, three of seven threes. And that's enough. Yeah. Like, that. that is enough. And then do your thing with Rudy or whoever's mm-hmm. running pick and roll. You're, he, he's turn, kind of turning into a great pick and roll guy. Yeah. Do that, and that is enough. Yeah. You know? And then we can kind of get under their skin. We can kind of mm-hmm. get that trash talk going. And it just is momentum that feeds the team. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I think Joe, like, he just – um. He just needs to kind of just shoot better, I think. Like I, uh, it'll happen. He was shooting he's like a, He's a great shooter. Yeah, it, it's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that closes out tomorrow's night preview. Yeah. Um, it also closes out a review of the last two games. Um, uh, we are gonna get back to a segment. Mm-hmm. Um, back by popular demand, we've heard the voice of, of the Utah Jazz faithful. Um, <laughs> your favorite segment, your favorite Jimmy Kim or, what's his name, Jimmy Fallon game show. Two tweets and a lie. Yes, I I will. Ben, be, yeah, has surfed the internet. He has looked far and he has looked wide, and he has found two tweets mm-hmm. that I, are true that people actually said, and one that he made up. And my objective as contestant on two tweets and a lie is to detect which are true and which are a lie. Well, uh, it's going to be three tweets and a lie this time because boy. I when I was surfing, the intensity increases. Yes, because when I was looking at this on Saturday night, I went to my little brother's basketball game, um, and I was you know on Twitter, and I just saw some tweets, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I I can't believe this is real. Kate, okay, so to be clear, uh-huh. I have not read yes any of these things. Yes. This is new to me. I I have no idea what mm-hmm. he's about to say. Mm-hmm. Are these people? Where where are they leaving leaving these comments? So is it in jazz posts? Is it like, I guess what I'm saying is, how do you tweet something stupid? How does one do that? Mm-hmm. All right, so there's about two on Facebook. Okay, so Facebook is a pl- place to leave stupid comments. Yes, um, there's one on uh, Twitter, and I th- there's two on Facebook, two on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And so you have you have made up one of these things that I'm going to guess. I've made up one of these things. Let's start with this one. Here we go. This is a just a question. Should the Jazz give Amari Stoudemire a shot? Wow. Okay. So yeah. I Amari Stoudemire, Mr. Goggles himself, a shot. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. It's time for Gobert to go. Trade him to Kevin. Lo- trade him to the Cavaliers for Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. What? Okay, okay. Um, trade Rudy Gobert for Kevin Love. Okay. When did when did people tweet this stuff? Did you read this on Saturday night? Like, was this after a Dude, game? This is real stuff. Okay. But is this after a game? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue. Rudy Gobert is just French JaVale McGee. Wow. Wow. I told you this was hot. Okay, so we've got Amari Stoudemire. We've got Rudy Gobert sucks and trade him for Kevin Love. We've got Rudy Gobert sucks and his JaVale McGee. Yeah. And what's my fourth one? We must trade Gobert. 
What is up what? with all oh, the Rudy th- hate? This is not done. Okay. His ceiling is peaked. Nobody cares about defense in the NBA today. We need Cantor back. Is Cantor even in the league? He's on, he's on the Celtics. And what does he do? Suck. He stinks. Okay. Okay. So okay, do you, for do some you, reason <laughs> we've got a lot of Rudy hate going on yeah. here. I told- which is completely unwarranted, people. Before I do this and before I launch into a full-blown Rudy Gobert mad attack, an anger attack that I have, I'm going to tell you people where you can kiss it. And that's two of Rudy Gobert's Defensive Player of the Year awards. You can kiss both of them. If you think that Rudy Gobert should be traded from this Utah Jazz team, you need help, therapy. Yes. You need uh, you need some serious psychological evaluation yeah you need you and you probably need to watch basketball do you people actually watch games or even okay okay so rant over i'm going to try to detect the lie that you made up Uh so wait 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 wait. amari stoudemire should be given a shot on the utah jazz i'm willing to bet amari stoudemire is currently Sitting in a house. I'm willing to bet in Phoenix because that was his you know, glory days. Marty Stoudemire has been in like Israel for five years. Is he playing basketball still? I, can say, I, I am willing is. to bet he wears sweatpants every day and eats a lot of Cheetos. And I'm willing to bet he is so unable to play NBA basketball that we would be blown away. It would be like watching the guy that comes to mind. We actually went to the University of Utah game when they set a record in oh. one – like they won by like ninety three points. Oh, yeah. We only stayed for the first half, but the team they were playing, which was like Southern Valley Mississippi State, yeah, tech, school of technology. Mm-hmm. They had a guy who was six ten and probably ran three seventy. <laughs> he did not cross the three line on offense. So he went. He went down and played. He went down and played defense. He did not cross the three line, and he just cast. That's who <laughs> I think. And he he was like one of. What Probably a- <laughs> 17 like it, in the first half. That's before we left. Oh. It was atrocious, and I'm willing to bet that is what Omari Stardemeyer looks like. 6'10", 370, a lot of Cheetos. 100% something someone said. Really? I think that is something. Don't tell me to tell the end. I think someone said that. Okay. Okay, the next one. Rudy Gobert should be traded for Kevin Love. And Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson. Um... Someone said that because I think that's the hot topic in the media right now about who the Jazz could trade for. It's always been Kevin Love. It may be till he retires. I got news for Jazz Nation. We're probably not ever going to acquire Kevin Love. And I'm okay on with the it. Re- on the accounts that he is old, he is injury prone, he has to be paid a lot of money, and I don't like what does he give you that Bogey doesn't? Also, I, I have this is another thing I've noticed about Kevin. He can't Love. replace Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Neither can Kevin Tristan Thompson. There is zero proof Kevin Love contributes has contributed to a winning team. He's got a title. But he wasn't good in that series. I mean, he still was playing. Like okay. I'm, I'm never I'm never gonna discredit a guy for winning a title. But it's like but I uh, I don't think they won it because of him. I don't like it's no, hot, certainly it's not. A little they, hot, served, like, they won that title because of LeBron James. This is it's hot take of me to say I don't know if he's ever contributed to winning, but like, there no, he's like a good guy. Like he he, I mean, in his heyday in Minnesota, he was twenty and t- fifteen. But they never night. made the playoffs ever. Terrible. Um, so I borderline awesome. kind of. He's got he's got he was pre 
Carl Anthony Towns before. Yes. He, Carl Anthony Towns yes. is Carl Anthony He was traded for Andrew Wiggins. Traded for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, interestingly enough. And uh, Kevin Love is what Cat probably aspires to be. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but either way, I think that's another true true statement by Jazz fans. Do you Kevin Love or Rudy Gobert is a French JaVel McGee. Um, you should be on Shaq and a Fool for saying that, whoever you are. I think that is the fake comment. And because it's just so insane, no one would say that. Four, um, Rudy Gobert should be traded for, what was four? It was just, we need to trade Rudy Gobert. No one cares about defense anymore. Bring Cantor back because Cantor is good offensively. Okay, I think some idiot said that too because they only open their app, look at the SPM box score, and see that Cantor had 15 points and 10 boards. And what what they didn't see was that he was a negative 48 on the <laughs> night. <laughs> and Kemba throwing the ball at his face because he hates him. <laughs> uh, talk about a guy that just sucks. Yeah. Like, so my oh. prediction is Rudy for Javel or Rudy is a French Javel is the fake. Everything else was real. How'd I do? You got it correct. Boom! I'm two for two on uh, two tweets in a lie. This is becoming our favorite segment of my the Utah gosh. Jazz. I don't know how I can snuff it out. Uh, I, I think I just have a probably a, a crapometer that I can I can see and and call mm-hmm. bullcrap on. Well, the reason I did the French Javel McGee thing was like I feel like I could see a Lakers fan saying it, you know, something random like that. But like the person wanting Cantor back, it's literally mind blowing. Like I feel, I almost considered like stealing that for my fake one because it was so insane. It like, is insane. And um, yeah, shout out to Jazz Facebook for this content you give us. Like, we are so incredibly, incredibly grateful for these terrible takes that we get to make fun of. Thank you, indeed. Um, this has been another segment of two tweets and a lie. Mm-hmm. It'll come back to you soon. We're gonna yeah. rotate it around next week. Might be something different. Yeah. yeah. Um, closing thoughts on the show. Closing thoughts. I'm happy with where we're at. I yeah. predict a win. If we don't catch you before Christmas next week, we wish you the merriest of Christmases mm-hmm. from all of us here in the Utah Jazz pad- yep. podcast. Ben, do you have anything you'd like to add? And then we'll get us you on know, the way out. It's kind of like it's nice to play bad teams because now we can be happy. You know, these past couple episodes have really sucked because we've sucked. I, I do want to remember something. Um, we predicted a turnaround. Um, it may have been on last week's show. Mm-hmm. I predicted that we would be turned around. Turned, if you will. Turned Yes. Up. Turned around. Uh, very hip. I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was predicting that that would happen, though, against the Hawks. And I think we have if we win tomorrow night and we win against the Hawks, I don't know if we'll be turned around, but I definitely think that we will be well on our way. You were predicting against the Pistons, which is at the end of next week. Yeah, I was predicting and that basically might be a start bet. of the new year. Start of the new year. Um, that's what you've got. Uh, let's get us out of here. Yeah. Um, I'd like to personally thank all of you Jazz Reddit fans. Um, you are a cult following. You are what keep us going. You yes. are the lifeblood of the show. Yes. Eagle Eye 4 and was it Eric? It was Jazzman OS. Jazzman Operating System. Uh, we thank you. Yes. Keep it real. Yeah. Go Jazz. 
Go Jazz. We thank you, Croatia, and we thank you, UK. We've got a yeah. strong following strong internationally. Following. It's, it's growing by the minute. Yeah. It's probably because of bogey. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a great evening. Yep. Go Jazz. Go Jazz.